Gus. Yeah? Wake up. Oh. Gus, wake up. You know what? It's a new season of the Donut Party Podcast. Really? Yes. And hello, wow. everybody, and welcome Hi. to the Donut Party Podcast for today, January 7th, 2016. This is season what? L. Season L of the Donut Party Podcast, and I'm here in the studio with the doctor of footballology himself, Gus Brochini. Hi. Yes, good morning. Good morning. All right, so Gus, um, today we're going to... We're going to talk a little bit about the wildcard weekend games, okay. and then we're going to answer some questions from listeners, and then if we can get them into the studio, we'll have an interview with last year's champion, Ominous Sunshine. Last year is and the year before that, the year before that. <laughs> but not this year, maybe. We'll yeah, see. But not this year. So anyway, um, do you have any thoughts about the first game, which is Kansas City at Houston? Yes, but less so than the other games. This game is the easiest to pick, and by easiest to pick, I mean there's like a 55% chance that one team will win. <laughs> okay, which team is that? Uh, Kansas City. Oh, good. Kansas City is on a roll. There's 10 consecutive wins, which is a... Yes. <laughs> yes. Whistle-worthy. Uh, 10 consecutive wins is a lot in a 16-game 16, 16 season. They are on the road, but it shouldn't affect them that much as the Houston weather is not going to be frigid and freezing like Minnesota will be. And this is really going to be a game of defenses because both Kansas City and Houston have incredible defenses. They both limited other opposing teams to 13.5 points per game, mm. which is just staggeringly low. Yeah. So if I were to recommend a, really a player to get out of this game, I would go for the Chiefs defense because the Chiefs are looking like the best team in the AFC right now with the Bengals losing their quarterback and the Patriots losing their team. What about Alex Smith? You, don't, you wouldn't pick Alex Smith? No. No? All right. No. Okay. Well, he is the only, you know, sort of 49er quarterback in the, uh, in the playoffs this year. Okay. True. <laughs> but... Okay, well, let's talk about the next game. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a very good team this year, uh, which maybe means that they'll overcome uh, losing all of their playoff games in the past six years. Gone five times, and they've lost all of them. Right, yeah. Marvin Lewis is 06 in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, and But the thing is, is that right now, uh, what's his name? Andy Dalton is out. Yeah. The quarterback. The pretty good quarterback, I would say top 10 quarterback this year, is out. And so they have to win this game so that when they go to next week, presumably against the Patriots, uh, they will not have to deal with A.J. McCarron uh, as that, quarterback. their quarterback. That's their backup quarterback. Back. Yes. So, so if they win this game, you think Dalton will be back to the next game? Yes. So should people pick Dalton? Is Dalton a good pick? <laughs> Dalton is like a bi player with a chance of not making it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, true. <laughs> so I would say probably not. Well, is there anybody from this game, from either Pittsburgh or Cincinnati, that you would suggest people consider? I would go for Antonio Brown, even though I'm not positive that the Steelers will win the game. 
because no. he's just so incredible, incredibly athletic. He's the best receiver in the league, I think, this and year. the funniest. Really? I think, from that whole goalpost, like, collision oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tree-hugging goalpost. Anyway. It's true. Okay, so the next game is, uh, this will be on Sunday, is Seattle at Minnesota. What do you think about that? Freezing. Zero degrees is the projected weather. Wow. Yes. And you know what else will be ice cold? Um, Seattle's defense? Minnesota's offense. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Uh, really? Well, except think... for AP. Yeah. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Wallace, mm. all names of people who haven't done what we hoped they would. Okay. Well, are there any players you think donut party people should consider picking I mean, these teams? Well... I mean, you have two very good running backs on either side. And, Who are they? Uh, Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson. Okay. Uh, I think the two best running backs in the league since 2010. Do you have them on your team? Uh, what? Oh, my benchmark team? <laughs> I know you don't have a team, but if you had a team, would you have them? Uh, uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't actually know. Um, but... They, and the freezing weather means that the running game will actually be more, will be promoted as a way of gaining yards because the passing game will just be, balls will slip out of people's hands. And it's hard to catch the frozen ball with yeah. the frozen hands. It's also hard to throw the yeah. frozen ball. Yeah. Uh, and so the run game will be much more important and expect them to be leaning on these two players. Okay, I might, I might lean on those two players myself. <laughs> Um, okay, and then the last game of the weekend is Green Bay at Washington. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Green Bay at Washington is definitely the most debated game of the group. Green Bay has been playing badly. Okay. Very badly for the past, um, I would say three months. Aaron Rodgers never really got into his groove, uh... Oh, no, he got into his groove, and then he lost it as soon as the eight-game mark passed. And the Redskins are just really good this year. Well, really good compared to last year's, previous years. Um, I could see this one going either way, to okay. be honest. All right, well, so I have a question for you just generally about strategy. How many different teams do you think people should include in their roster? Like, should you should you make your whole roster one team and hope they go to the Super Bowl? Or should you, you know, with your eight picks, pick eight different teams? Or should it be something in between? What do you think is the best strategy? Well, it depends on what you really want. If the two options for you are win or not win, if it's a binary thing, then I would say go for maybe two or three teams. Because then you'll have a higher amount of players with a large multiplier okay. if they do make it to the playoffs. Whereas if you go for, you know, four teams, then maybe you only have, like, three players, maybe, that and make have. it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so it's just, I would definitely go for two or three if it's a binary thing. But if it's more great... Mm-hmm. Then I would I could go for, I could see going for more teams because you have a wider spread and you're less likely to just fall down. Like four or five teams. Four or five teams, yeah. I would probably set the limit at four. Okay. Honestly. 
So um, we have a question from a from a podcast listener whose name is what's her name again? Planet Planet Queen. Planet Queen. In fact, a couple of questions. Here's her first question. In the absence of actually watching or knowing anything about football, what research resources can you recommend for an aunt willing to spend about half an hour putting together a lineup? Are there any stats that are especially useful uh, that are especially useful guidelines in selecting players? Um, I can recommend a few stats. What I do to see stat-wise is I look at what's important for scoring because scoring is ultimately what matters. For um, running backs and wide receivers, this is often, well, for everyone, it's touchdowns. How many touchdowns you score is very important. But for running backs and wide receivers, it's um, running yards, receiving yards. Same thing for QB, only passing yards. You only get 1.25 to yards, as opposed to running and receiving, which you get 1.10 to yards. Um. For a kicker, it's pretty straightforward. You look for, um, although actually it's not that straightforward if you look for teams and how often they kick on fourth down instead of going for it and so on. But if you're just looking for a high percentage kicker, those are pretty easy to find. Um, And a multiplier, honestly, is more important in a kicker than anything else. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Uh, for quarterbacks, I would look for a good passing game, a good passing uh, weapons on the wide receiver front, and wide receiver and tight end. Yeah. And for a defense, I would look at for a defense that's willing to uh, play more aggressively than most defenses and get a lot of turnovers and score off those turnovers. You know what I think matters in this in this league is picking teams that win. Yeah. Much more than any of those things. Yeah. Pick players on teams that are going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that seems to be the secret. So I think a time machine would be very useful. Maybe she might like, you know. I would recommend to Planet Queen that you see if you can find a time machine. Time if you, machine. If you can figure out which teams will win, you'll be in good shape. Yes. Okay, but anyway, Planet Queen has another question, which is... Also, is this the worst designed site in the history of the web, or is there another? Thank you for your time and attention. By this, I think she means the NFL.com site. Is it the worst designed site in history? Uh, No, actually. I found another one. It's called (laughs) (laughs) baddesign.com. Not joking here. Um, Unfortunately, it's all in German, so we don't (laughs) get to understand what it is. But I'm pretty sure it says, welcome to baddesign.com. Okay, so it's it's just the second worst design site, yes, as, far, as far as we can tell. All right, great. Gus, let's see if we can get uh, Ominous Sunshine over here for an interview. Oh, wow. You just spontaneously appeared right next to us. Oh, right here in the studio. Hello, hello Ominous Sunshine. Howdy. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about you guys? <laughs> Good. Thank you for coming in. Uh, thank you for having me. Now, I thought that... Um, you know, you are a three-time winner of the Party uh, League, which is kind of weird. Yeah, three three consecutive time winner. Three consecutive. And um, I thought that we might want to listen back to our first interview with you after you first became champion for the first time, and uh, and just hear what you had to say then. Is that okay? Yeah, let's All take right. a listen. Let's listen to it. 
I do. I'm wondering, what's your strategy for this year? Well, my strategy for this year is the same as it is for every year, <laughs> which is um, very little strategy. Uh, so Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like me suddenly. Last time we asked you, you said your strategy was very little strategy. Would you say that was true for the subsequent two years as well? Um, I'd say now I have a fair dose of strategy. Yeah. But I have continued my longstanding tradition of having basically no information. Okay. Right. So I have some strategy, but I'm basing it on just nonsense. On no knowledge. Yeah. Good. So if people want to tap into this lack of knowledge, you know, can they can they email you and and, and ask you questions? Or they trade I don't know. secrets. I I'd really like to continue the dynasty, so I think I'm gonna keep uh, keep my mouth pretty tightly sealed. Keep your lack of knowledge I will, to yourself. I will say that, you know, if you go back and observe historical texts or documentation of my strategies in the past, you might know think of doing something similar, because that's what I'm doing. You can find those in the archives at DonutParty.com. Really? Okay. Probably. Cool. I didn't know we even had okay. those. Okay, well, so, but Nick, so switching to another topic, since you're also the donut chef, is there anything new in the world of donuts that the Donut Party people should know about? Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of things. Um, as you know, for the past couple of years, I've been making beignets, those which have been a big hit. Big yeah. hit. Uh, in a recent trip, uh, to St. Lucia with many members of the league. Uh, uh, we also encountered this thing called a fried bake, which is a traditional Caribbean, it's basically a chewy, unsweetened donut, uh, which was interesting, and I might make a small batch of those to go along with the beignets. Other concepts that are in the miasma right now that may or may not make their way into the frying pan uh, are savory beignets mm. and cronuts. What is a cronut? A cronut is a croissant donut. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's like a little hybrid. That sounds like a lot of work. Well, yeah, kind of an unholy abomination. Wait, wait. So, so do you take? So you got the layers and the rolling and everything, and then the deep frying. I have no idea. Oh. Okay. I haven't looked up how to make it yet, but I think it would be tasty if we did make it. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to seeing what you do end up making. Well, I think that might wrap it up, Gus. This has been a long podcast uh, already, but is there anything else for listeners? Uh, oh, yes. You need to remember to set your lineups. A lot of you have already set them, I'm hoping. Uh, but on Saturday at 1.50, I believe? I think around 1.30. Around 1.30? Uh, by that time, your lineup should be sh- set because... Really by 1 o'clock. Yeah. 1, 1 p.m. Saturday, you should have your lineup set. Because the site has lag, and it's yeah, it's not going to... Oh, and one other thing. Save the date for February 14th, Sunday, February yes. 14th, Valentine's Day, which will be the day of the award ceremony here at Donut Party, uh, Donut Party headquarters. Yes. Thank you, Rachel. All right, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Um, yeah, it seems to work. They're usually in the top one or two. Well, that's that's true. Um, I guess here's what I'd say my strategy is. It's 